0: Shit, you are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet up in flames Brought to you by your boy Mo Murphy This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby What's going on everybody? It's your boy Mo Back with another episode of Up In Flames. Once again, I got my boy Hefe on as another guest. Hefe, say what's up.
1: What's going on, everybody? Let's do it again.
0: Yep, yep. You know, I've had Hefe on. He damn near might as well be the co-host. I-, I love talking football with my guy. This is my main guy. We text and everything all the time, talking football, talking scenarios and everything. So speaking of scenarios and future predictions, today we're going to go ahead and get into how we think, some of these NFL teams are going to pan out next season with record predictions. Um, we're gonna do we're gonna break down every division eventually. Today we're gonna to focus on the AFC West and the NFC East because as y'all know, Hefe is a Raiders fan, so we're gonna cover his team and his uh division and see how they come out. And then we're going to focus on the NFC East because if y'all know me, y'all know I'm a Cowboys fan. So I'm going to give y'all a Cowboys prediction, a bold Cowboys prediction, and how I think the rest of the NFC East is going to pan out. So first we're going to start with the AFC West. Um, Because this is Hefe's team, Hefe's division, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let him kind of dictate the way we're going to predict these teams. And and I'm going to go against them if i got anything to say. So Hefe, what do you think is going to happen with the AFC West?
1: All right, so we already know. You know you know, you know, know what it is. I know what it is. The, the Chiefs are reigning kings, reigning supreme, the top dog, top of the food chain team, the AFC West. They're certified, loaded on both sides of the ball, more specifically on offense. You know, They got all them weapons. They drafted the running back in the first round. Um, so not much needs to be said about Kansas City. We know they're going to be there, should be in the AFC title game at the very least, and we know they're going to win that division. I predict them to go twelve and four, maybe thirteen and three. I think they'll have a slip here and there on the road. Um, you know, also if, if Mahomes were to go down, I know he missed some time last year, but you know, hopefully he doesn't go down. Um, you know, I want him healthy because I want to be able to team beat a team like that when they're when they're at their best. But I think they'll win twelve to third or twelve to thirteen games. I mean, look, also if they were to go fourteen and two, I would not be shown. If they were to go 15 and 1, I would not be shocked because they're that, they're that talented. But as we all know, it's really really hard to win games in the NFL every Sunday. It's really really hard to win games on the road, and so I do think they'll have their their occasional close games or maybe even like just like a little slip up here and there. Um, I think they play Baltimore week two at in Baltimore. I think that's probably a game that they could lose, but we, they very well could win. So 12 and 4, or uh, 13 and 3 with Kansas City now. After Kansas City, this is where all the teams get – it's like a gridlock, man, because you're going to have potentially the rest of the teams having anywhere from six to nine wins. And all three of them very well could finish eight and eight or seven and nine or, you know, or, or, or nine and seven. Um, but um, second place, I think, is going to be a battle between um, all three teams. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Raiders finish in second place just because that's my team, and I do think that they, 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 they improved – but Denver could very well finish the second. So can uh, the Chargers, who to me have, besides the Chiefs, probably the most complete and loaded roster on both sides of the ball, with the exception of the question mark at quarterback. But I'll go with the Raiders at, at second place at eight and eight. I think I think they'll finish eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. Ten um, win season is not out of the question, but they're definitely gonna have to win some some tough games on the road this year and uh, some at home, including one of the you know the home opener against New Orleans. But they do have a tough tough sled in this year. Um, the Raiders improved. They are still a work in progress. On um, um, They they went all in on offense this year. Um, and they drafted. Um, you obviously know who they picked up. Um, and on defense, they added some key players in, in, in free agency. Nick Kwiatkowski is one of the more underrated signings that I think most people are kind of sleeping on just because he wasn't a guy that was all pro, you know, crazy amount of sacks, crazy amount of tackles. But if you watch him in Chicago that second half of the season, that dude was on fire. That dude was playing possessed. And I think he's going to be a high-energy, high-motor compliment to the uh, raiders uh linebacking core um also they added some much much needed defensive back help at safety with the mirrors, randall um hopefully jonathan, Abraham, jonathan abrams comes back this year we know last year we, 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 we what he did game 1 he was fine all over the field so really he's like another he's another rookie we got coming in at safety we added some cornerback depth we just added prince Mukamara a couple of days ago which is you know a nice little piece to have as your number 3 cornerback um And then the offense, the offense, is everything's on Derek Carr. Um, I'm not a Derek Carr fan, um, but I'm also not not, not necessarily a Derek Carr hater. I just call it how it is, and what I see is, you know, him not being the answer to me long-term. But this year, he has no excuses. He has a running game. He has an offensive line. He has weapons on offense. So everything's on him on offense. Um, And then moving on to the next team, um, I think it'll be the Chargers in third place just because – Dude, that. That defense is nasty, man. And they they added some guys. They added the kid from uh, Kenneth Murray linebacker in the first round. They added a quarterback. You know they already have studs on offense with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry. Not to mention the you know the all-purpose back and Austin Eckler. Um, I think I think I think the Chargers are a team that they will finish right around eight wins, maybe seven, but they could definitely be a nine and seven team. Um, the, the, to me, besides the charge the Chiefs, they are. Probably the most complete and more the most uh, uh, dangerous team in that division, not named Kansas City, and then Denver. To me, finishes last, but don't think that them finishing last to me, it's kind of a shot at Denver thinking that they're not very good. They could very they could second place and last place could could very well be separated by one game. You know what I mean? Or it could very well go down to that very last game of the season where all teams are seven and nine heading into that final game and play out implications around the line. Um, but I think Denver, uh, they are much improved. I do think that their offensive line is a little bit of a question mark. Um, I know they, they added some guys on offensive, wide uh, receivers, so they're definitely giving uh, Drew Locke <laughs> some weapons. The defense has some some studs over there still with Von Miller uh, and then Justin Simmons, I believe his name is, the the uh, the safety. So they got some guys flying around back there. Um, I just think compared to the Raiders and Kansas City and the, the Chargers, the Broncos are a little bit uh, – under under par compared to those teams as far as talent, but they are definitely there. They could they could finish second place just as easy as the Raiders will. Um, but that's what that's how I think the division's gonna go. Kansas City number one. Two and three is in a flip-flop between the Raiders and and, and and the Chargers and even the Broncos too. But I think it's gonna see I think you're gonna see an AFC West this year that's gonna be after number one. You're gonna see a dog fight all year long in the AFC West from teams two through four. Um, hopefully the Raiders get to, you know put some wins together. And uh, the second half of the season is favorable for them. They get a little bit easier schedule. Um, and, but, you know, this is, this is around the time where, you know, John Gruden is into year three, year four of his, of his regime. Um, we've got to start seeing some results. And we've got to see, at the very least, for me, to call this year success, we've got to be either in the playoffs or at least be into the playoff hunt heading into week 17.
0: Yeah. Um, so I feel you on, obviously, the, the Chiefs being in first. Um, actually, I personally think the AFC West might arguably be the best division in football come next year. I think it's really between the AFC West and the NFC South. I honestly think, uh, top to bottom, those will be the two best divisions in football come next season. Um, I understand the dog fight. I have it actually reversed a little bit. Yes, I have the Chiefs one going, uh, I'm gonna go 13 and three, 12 and four, um, i kind of be surprised if they go lower than that. But at the same time, don't be surprised. That, NFC, that AFC West is going to be stacked. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chiefs have even a couple more slip-ups and go 11-5 than we even think. Um, but second place, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. And uh, I think the Denver Broncos go 10-6. and six. Um, Drew Locke won four of his last five games that he started last year. They added a lot of depth on offense, which to me, you know, drafting Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler – they is going to me saying they're going all in on drew lock i think um i know a lot of t- a lot of quarterbacks do have sophomore slumps in their second year uh, i think drew lock might actually pop um he's gonna be throwing the ball to courtland sutton jerry judy kj hamler Noah Fant at tight end which if Noah Fant doesn't have a breakout year as a tight end this year he will be a star in the next couple years um they got a two-headed monster at, uh, with Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon, I ain't saying that's the best tandem, but that's a nice one-two one, two punch at running back. Um, I really think Denver is going to pop. Bradley Chubb is coming back this year. You know, he was injured majority of last year, and people do forget about that. Yes, they lost Chris Harris Jr., but they also got A.J. Bouye in a trade. You know, they still have Von Miller. Is he getting old? Is he going to be the same Von Miller? No, I don't think so. But I think... I think Denver's going to go 10-6. I think Denver has a really successful season. I think they make the playoffs and get knocked out in the first round. Um, third and fourth place, I actually have a tie. Believe it or not, you know, I would want nothing more than the Raiders to be absolutely terrible. But I think both the Chargers and the Raiders go 9-7 next year. I think... I very well like you said, I could see all three teams behind Kansas City, all three of them to me are capable of winning 10 games. I think Denver ends up doing it. This is barring injury, obviously, you know, injuries can shake up all the predictions that we had. But barring injury, all four teams healthy, I think Denver goes 10 and 6 and I got the Chargers and the Raiders both going 9 and 7. Um I think the Raiders have a lot of good going on. I don't think they improved as much as they could have. Uh, you know, when we went over the draft and we went over the Raiders draft, I'm not too fond on the Rugs pick. Yeah, he's a he was one of the three best wide receivers, but I'm not fond on when the best guy, when you have all available to you, when they had all receivers available to him. Okay, there were rumors of Jerry Judy and his knee, but the fact that they didn't go CeeDee Lamb kind of threw me all the way off and they went Henry Rugs when they had all receivers available to him. I'm not too fond on that pick. Uh, I, I feel like everybody picks Henry Ruggs thinking he's Tyreek Hill 2.0 or he, that's his ceiling is Tyreek Hill 2.0, which if he is, that's cool. But remember, Tyreek Hill wasn't a breakout wide receiver his first year. And I'm not sure. He doesn't have speed – or he has speed, he doesn't have size, my fault. He doesn't have the size to really – you know. yeah, he's going to go against a lot of slot corners more than likely, mm-hmm. but I just don't see Henry Ruggs being an X factor as a rookie. So I'm not too big on that pick. I would have loved it more, and I might even – if, if the Raiders were to pick CeeDee Lamb or Judy over Ruggs, I might even have the Raiders going 10-6. and six. I think that one sole pick kind of has me sway that one game. Um, I like the pick in Damon Arnett. I'm a Buckeye fan. I like the pick. I don't like where they picked him at. So that's another thing is, you know, I feel like you could have got a lot better than Damon Arnett when you picked him. He was still going to be available in the second round. He was a second-round great Um, hopefully, you know, I love seeing Ohio State players succeed in the NFL. So hopefully he does better than a lot of people expect. And with the Chargers, I think the Chargers will go nine and seven. Also, I think the Chargers are 11 and 12 win roster. But the two problems that I have going into next season is injuries and quarterback play. Um, I think with the roster they have, I think they should have been a little more aggressive and maybe going to get. Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater.
1: He's still out there. He's still out
0: there. And Yeah, but I just feel like they should have been more aggressive getting him now like or or before. I think they should already have Cam Newton on their roster. Yeah, I think they should have got Cam Newton right away or even surprisingly, even Jameis Winston. I'm just saying I think both of those quarterbacks are better than Tyrod Taylor. And with that roster, I'm not going to say they have a Super Bowl roster, but that roster with a really good quarterback, could make a deep playoff run. They could knock off a lot of teams. Yeah, Another thing yeah, is injuries, I, though.
1: They're, they're a playoff squad with, with a upgrade at quarterback, no doubt.
0: Yeah, and much, I don't just expect like Justin Herbert to come in middle of the season and save their season if Tyrod Taylor's not doing what he needs to do. So I really feel like they should have went all in on this season because I feel like if they went all in, they had a chance to do something special. They still do, but injuries also on defense at one point. You know, Bosa misses games, Derwin James misses games. I love the pickup of Kenneth Murray, though. I really do. So I think they have a top five defense. Um, like you said, they have the weapons at offense. They have Eckler, they have Mike Williams, they have um Keenan Allen, they have Hunter Henry. So I do think they have plenty of weapons available to them. But I'm just I'm not sold on Tyrod Taylor. And like I said, I think if they upgraded their quarterback play. I would have them going 11 and five. That that would probably be my set record for the Chargers. Um, maybe Tyrod Taylor does play a lot better than the last time we seen him. He didn't play bad, but he was feasible. A feasible quarterback is not going to be the difference in you going nine and seven and 11 and five. A upgrade of a, fees, a quarterback that can make plays, a quarterback that can, you know, even if they would have got Marcus Mariota, something I don't know, just something better than Tyrod Taylor, just to go all in on this season because that roster is one of the deepest rosters. Any NFL, let alone probably behind Kansas City, the deepest roster easily in the AFC West. So those are kind of my predictions for the for the AFC West. Um, I have yeah, that being.
1: You, you, are, you are right though, dude. Like I, I, I and the reason I, I Denver could very well finish second place. Like you're right. It's just it, at this point, I'm just kind of flipping coins, and it's a 50-50 on the records. You know, I, I I think that all three teams that we just named, they are all eight to ten win teams, easy. Yeah,
0: and yeah, they, so do they, I. They,
1: you know, it's just they, you're flipping coins just splitting hairs Denver can very well go second place Kansas City can go second place the raiders can go in second place you know you're right um and just to kind of kind of touch on the on the on the rugs pick dude um I, I i uh i don't I didn't like the pick as much and I still kind of don't like the the pick but the thing that that, that rugs brings and that and it's, it, and it's just one of the factors that why I get the pick is not necessarily what the stats, the stats that he's going to get on game to game basis he might not be you no know, 10 Ten catch guy a game and 150 yards and a touchdown, but it's just the effect. It's that Henry Ruggs or the the Tyreek Phil effect. You know, sometimes it just bringing a guy with that kind of speed, it just it, it forces a team to have to respect that speed on the field. So he, he might not necessarily be impacting the game directly, but he might be in, impacting the game indirectly by just being on the field and causing that safety to have to stay back and not be able to drop down, you know, recover that that tight end, or he might have to drop keep that uh that cornerback. The cornerback complained uh press coverage at the line. You know, so it's just, it, it, it that's just the thing with rug, dude. It's just that he, he's, it's just the effect and the, 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 the cause that, you know, that he causes while, while, while being on the field. So just to kind of touch on that. Um, again, I don't like the, I didn't like the pick. I still kind of don't like it, but I get it. And I'm hoping that that's what he brings as far as the factor.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And like I said, like, it's not a knock on the Raiders saying that I think they'll tie with the Chargers at a nine and seven record. Um, and and I easily could see the Raiders winning ten games. I could see any any of those teams. I think are ten win teams, at a very successful season. Um, and like I said, like with Denver being ten and six, and the Raiders, and me having the Raiders and the Chargers being nine and seven, I very well that's that that comes down to the end. You know, most of those teams start playing each other at the end, and I just think it becomes between those last three teams who comes out on top. So you know, very well, very easily, I could see the Raiders going ten and six just like I can see the Chargers going 10 and 6 especially we don't know if they are all in on Tyrod Taylor. We don't know if they will pick up Cam Newton. Somebody I think is bound to pick up Cam Newton and it could be the Chargers I think that would be the best fit. But like I said like the Chargers finish in 9 and 7. If the Chargers and the Raiders were to finish 9 and 7 and were third and fourth place in the division, that would hit on the head of what I say why I think the AFC West arguably is the best division in football come, going into next year. If not, one top two for sure. I think the AFC West and the NFC South are the two best divisions. Like I said, speaking of the NFC though, I want to swing over to my Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off with the record predictions for everybody in the NFC East. Um, I'm going to go, I think Dallas wins the division and I think Dallas wins the division at 11 and 5. Um, a lot of people say we have a tough schedule or we don't have a tough schedule, and that's based off of record from last year. And so if you look at three of the teams on our, one, our division was terrible last year. But if you look at three of the teams on our schedule this year that brings down our strength of schedule based on record last year, we have the Bengals, the Giants, and the Redskins. The worst team. Twice. Th- exactly. We have the Giants twice. We have the Redskins twice. And we also have the Bengals on our schedule. The Bengals won three games. The 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 Giants won three or four games. The Redskins won four games. Like we have terrible teams from last year on the schedule, but I also think those teams got better. Now, am I gonna say these teams are went from worse teams to playoff teams? No. But I think their their wins is gonna upgrade by two to maybe three wins. So I don't, you know, I don't wanna beat up too much on it as far as what the schedule was like last year. We have the Browns. We have the Cardinals, who a lot of teams got better. The, the Cardinals kind of were semi-bad. You know, they had a top-10 pick. They got better. Um, the Steelers were another 8-8 team. They're, they're going to be better this year. But we also have we have the 49ers on there. We have the Rams. We have Seattle and Seattle. We put, So we play the NFC West and we play the AFC South. The AFC South is going to be another tough division right behind the AFC West and NFC South. You know, we do have the Browns, we do have the Ravens on our schedule. We do have the Steelers, so I don't, I don't think our schedule is as weak as it seems based off the schedule or based off the records from last year. But I do I'm not gonna sit here and say Dallas has the toughest schedule. And I think we come out of it 11 and five. You know, um, Dak's gonna play regardless whether he plays under franchise tag or gets a new deal. He's gonna play. I like the the pick we had in CD Lamb. I feel like overall I gave our draft. In A grade. I loved every pick. Um, we got some steals. Actually, after C.D. Lamb, which was a steal, I think every pick we made in the draft was a steal. Guys that fell when they had a higher grade than where they were going to fall to. So I love our draft. I love what we did at free agency. Yeah, we let go of Byron Jones, but I think with getting Trayvon Diggs, it doesn't seem as bad. And I wasn't willing to pay Byron Jones top corner money, you know, I almost was hesitant on being able to pay or actually paying Amari Cooper five years, a hundred million dollars. Hopefully that deal pans out. Um, We did pay him a lot of money. He wasn't the highest paid, but you know, we did pay him a lot of money. Um, I wasn't willing to also pay Byron Jones. I don't want to have the highest paid receiver, corner, running back, and quarterback. That leaves no room to sign absolutely anybody else. Um, We let go of Jeff Heath. Uh, we got HaHa Clinton-Dix for one-year rental. Hopefully, maybe he'll end up being a long-term cheap option, you know, for the next couple years. So, I like that pick. I like getting Gerald McCoy. Um, We got Alden Smith. Hopefully, he gets reinstated. Randall Gregory, hopefully, he gets reinstated and he comes back. Our defense has a chance to be very good. I'm not going to say top five, but they do have a chance to be a lot better than we were last year. And our offense should be very potent this year. We already our offense by numbers was a top five offense last year in passing and in rushing. Now, granted, I know we went eight and eight, and that's the biggest knock on us is we had such a high powered offense that we still went eight and eight. So like I said, I think we go eleven and five. We got to upgrade at Mike McCarthy at quarterback. I mean at coaching as a head coach, I said quarterback. We have Andy Dalton as a backup. So if something were to happen to Dak Prescott, I think Andy Dalton would be able to fill the void at quarterback to not just throw away the season you know a lot of teams they lose their starting quarterback their season's over definitely an upgrade over cooper rush and he's definitely a feasible quarterback that could maintain our playoff drive if something was to happen to Dak, if he were to get injured or if he just decided not to play all together under the franchise tag this year next i got philly philly will come in second and i think philly's on the nine and seven ten and six uh border so i'm gonna go i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and i think they go ten and six I think it becomes a dogfight between us two. Later on, I think we maintain that one or two game lead ahead and Philly finishes 10-6. and six. Um, I don't like too much what they did in the draft, but I do like that a lot of their players are coming back healthy. You know, that was kind of Philly's problem last year was they, were, they weren't healthy. Hopefully, we can finally see a full season where Carson Wentz stays healthy even through the playoffs. If they are fortunate enough to make the playoffs, which at 10-6, and six, they should. But the NFC is going to be very good this year. So 10-6 and six might not get you in the playoffs this year as a wild card. It's very possible. Um, but I got them going 10-6. and six. Hopefully, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, I'd like to stay see Carson Wentz stay healthy for a full year. Just on the competition aspect, I want to see how good Philly really is with Carson Wentz because that's the biggest question. They won a Super Bowl without him. Like, he was an MVP candidate the year before he got hurt. But either way, like, Is he really the long-term? I don't like that they took Jalen Hurts in the second round. You know, we've kind of went all over that. I don't like the Jalen Rager pick. I don't think he was the best receiver available at that time with them going receiver. Um, Coming in third, I like the Redskins. I think the Redskins coming in third will go 7-9, 6-10. Like, I have them at the 6-10, 7-9 window. Um, Based off the fact I want a little bias of I want to see my division do as good as possible with what they have. I'm gonna give these teams that's on the borderline of five and six, six and seven. I'm gonna give them the higher. I'm gonna go Washington comes in third at seven and nine. Um, they they had some good things come in the offseason. Um They got a new coach, new co- I think Ron Rivera's an upgrade, and new coaches sometimes gives you one or two more wins already. Just and with having Chase Young, that front four, that that front four for uh, the Redskins might be one of the best front fours. It won't be the best, but it's gonna be a top five front four in the NFL starting next year. Um, Chase Young was the best player available, arguably the best player in the draft. So I love that pick. Ron Rivera is a defensive-minded coach, kind of focused on the defense. They got another weapon for Dwayne Haskins to throw to. I don't think Dwayne Haskins will have the same struggles just because I think there will be a different confidence from Ron Rivera, and it'll be an evaluation year. So I think Ron Rivera is going to give him all the keys to success and and help him as much as he can. Darius guys should come back. Um, fully healthy this year. They'll have Bryce Love who should be fully healthy this year. Terry McLaurin I think is only going to improve. He had a solid rookie campaign as wide receiver. So I think overall I think the Redskins will improve enough to where they'll be 7 and 9, especially having a defensive coach with his fo- full focus and his full expertise on defense and they actually have a pretty decent defense. Come next season, I think they'll go 7 and 9 and I think the Giants come in last and I actually think they'll be 5 and 11. Um Unlike Drew Locke, I think Daniel Jones will hit his sophomore slump. I don't think he'll pop. He had a decent rookie year, but as a rookie with having a decent year, his problem was turnovers. His problem was holding on to the ball. There's a lot of things you can fix. You can fix decision-making, and you can even fix fumbling. But when that's your main problem, it's, like, it's not your performance, but it's you holding on to the ball. I mean, they say he has small hands, so that could be part of the problem. His hands aren't really going to get any bigger. If he's not doing anything to get his grip tighter, he still threw some interceptions. He had a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio. So it's not like he was the most careful with the ball throwing. Still solid for a rookie, but with him not being able to hold on to the ball. And I don't think the Giants improved too, too much. Like, they had so many holes. And who is Joe Judge? Like, you know what I'm saying? As, As a coach... Like, they got a coach who has no stripes, who hasn't proved himself as a head coach, and a lot of coaches that come from the Patriots system aren't very successful as head coaches. As we've seen from a lot of, of a lot of guys, Matt Patricia, you know, uh Josh McDaniels. Like a lot of these guys leave the Patriots, try and take the Patriots away with them, and it doesn't work where they go. So I think the Giants will struggle a lot this year. They they had some problems with injuries last year. Saquon Barkley missed a few games. I think. He'll have a great season. He'll show why he's the top running back in the league. But I just don't think the Giants really improved much to me. Um, even with even though they answered the offensive tackle issue, I don't even think they picked the best offensive tackle. With having the number four pick and going all in on, on an offensive lineman, I think you know when you have all options available, you should always go with the best option at a position. So them going Andrew Thomas, it wasn't a bad pick. It fills a need, but I don't think it fills the need with the best player. Um, you know, they were able to get the safety from Alabama in the second round, which is a solid pickup, but it still just blows my mind that they didn't go with Isaiah Simmons. So I, I have them going five and eleven, six to ten at best. Um so do you have any thoughts on the NFC East? Any any switch arounds, any suggestions, anything I you feel like I missed or
1: No, actually, uh dude, our predictions are almost like identical. I do think Dallas goes eleven and five. I think they have the have not top three offensive lines in football. Um, I think they're running games elite. Um, I think their receiving their receivers are are uh, solid receivers. Um if not great. You know, Coop I, I'm Coop I have I have her feelings for just because of how inconsistent he was with us. Even with you guys, he's shown some flashes of greatness and then some flashes where you're just you're just kinda like, What the fuck is yeah, like this guy in Most and, you definitely know, he still has occasional drops and whatnot, but he's still a top tier receiver. Um, I I really love uh, Michael Gallup. I've, I, I love his game. Um, I thought last year he was going to explode, but he kind of hit a wall, but I think this year will probably be his breakout year, if not already last year. Um, I think your tight end position is kind of weak. Um, that's probably the one area where I feel like if Dak had a better security blanket, that would probably be the area that they probably should have addressed a little bit earlier, but I love the draft. I thought they had the best draft in the, in the for this year. Um, on defense, you have an elite Player on defense, Dex Lawrence. You have uh, some great linebackers. Uh, cornerback is a little bit of an issue, but you did invest a high draft pick in Trayvon Diggs, who I think is going to be a Marcus Peter type, just lengthy, just you know, annoying, physical linebacker. Um, and then you have your safety in Ha Clinton-Diggs, who I think probably should have been in, in higher demand for a lot of teams, but I think he's going to be an upgrade. Um, moving on to the other teams, I think Philly will probably be your biggest threat, but to me, philly they they are just injuries, man. They're just always riddled with injuries, um, but they have a roster. Man, they have a, a decent roster to compete with you guys. I don't think their roster is better than Dallas, but I think their roster is, is 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 good enough to be competitive against uh, Dallas. I think they'll, I think they'll go ten and six. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, maybe nine and seven, but I think ten and six is very feasible, and I think eleven and five is very feasible and very possible for Dallas. Uh, moving on, I agree with Washington probably finishing third. I think they're a six-win team. Um, I don't think they're quite ready to be seven and nine or eight and eight yet, but I think they're a six one team. Um, I think on defense, man, they have the DNA and the nucleus to be just a nasty, nasty team on the line. Deron Payne, you know Chase Young. uh, I think I'm forgetting one of the other guys. Montez Sweat that they they drafted. There was a a, 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 just a monster coming out of the draft.
0: And they Um, have Montez Sweat from last uh, year. What was that kid's name? Montez Sweat.
1: Yeah, Montez, Watt, you know, Mississippi State, they got him in the first round a couple years ago. Like, they got, dude, like, on um, paper and what it's supposed to be. They have the makings to be, you know, a New York Giants type, just defensive line, like, nightmare. But, you know, they, they, they got to develop some guys. Um, I think the quarterback situation, I was actually a fan of Dwayne Hatt since coming out of the draft because he's a pure pocket passer. Um, there wasn't much productivity in, in, in college, for except, to the exception of that one year that he, he, he threw a shit ton of touchdowns. Um, but I think he'll be better this year around. I think him and uh him and this guy McLaurin will, will start clicking right away. I still think they got the uh, I forget the other receiver's name over there, but he, he, Paul Richardson, I think his name is. He, he's a solid receiver. Um, their offensive line, they they just lost um, the the guy they traded over to uh, San Fran, uh, so I think they they got some issues on the offensive line. But other than that, like I I think they'll be competitive enough on defense side of the ball. So it'll keep them around in some games and not win themselves. So I think they'll go 6-10. New York, to me, is probably the team that is the worst one in the division. I think they're like a 5-1 team, you know, 5-11, 6-10 maybe. The quarterback play, it'll probably be hit a little bit but Wallace here, like you said earlier. Um, but I still I still like Daniel Jones. It's just I don't like him right now with where their team is at. Uh, obviously, they got a stud in Saquon Barkley. The receivers aren't bad. Uh, on defense, they got some issues. I know one of their uh, prized cornerbacks is under uh, investigation for an armed robbery right now, uh, DeAndre Baker. So we'll see what happens with that. Other than that, like I, they don't really have a whole lot of pieces on defense to where I feel really comfortable saying, you know what, they, 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 they could anchor on this guy and rely on this guy to carry that defense. So they got some holes, but I think they'll go 5-11. and 11. Um, We almost had our predictions the same as far as NFC East. Um, I do think Dallas to me in a perfect scenario, Dallas this year could make the NFC title game. I know a lot of other teams out there that are, are good and great, but I feel like Dallas, if everything goes right and they and, and they get improved play on deck, you know him wanting to ball out for his contract. McCarthy comes in there and actually is competent on offense. Um, I feel like their ceiling is NFC title game. I feel like they at the very least they should be in the divisional round, which is the second round. Um, but they have they have a great team, man. And and Philly, I just I just don't trust them to stay healthy all year. The last two three years has just been well, the last two years for sure, um, it's just been a mess with injuries. But if they can stay healthy, I feel like they can make the second round. They could be a divisional team. I don't think they're an NFC title game team, but you know who knows? You have you have some dogs over there with uh, New Orleans and San Fran and you know teams like that that are that are. You know Green Bay—they're coming guns a blazing this year, and they're—you know—they were—they—they were almost there last year. I know San Fran made the Super Bowl, but um, we're almost spot on, dude. I feel like uh, the NFCs—I think uh, we have like a uh, uh, an agreement of what should happen and what will happen. Um, and yeah, man, I just can't wait for football to start, dude. It's—we're uh, getting closer and closer. Preseason's coming up. Um, we should be getting some clarification from the NFL as far as protocol and what they plan on doing. Hopefully. You know, teams um, and states and everybody can come to an agreement, and and, and everyone can uh, make it to these games, man. Because you know, we need we need some sports. Because I'm over here, I'm tired of playing my PlayStation every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, most definitely, man. And like I like I want, I just want to say, man, I love having you as a guest. You know, you're gonna be a consistent guest. Y'all always gonna hear Hefe on here when breaking news drops and high high coverage episodes come out. Hefe is probably gonna be my go to guy. All, I always love talking sports with Hefe. And I just want to give a by the way. If any of y'all are planning on taking a trip to Vegas and trying to get some tickets to go to Vegas Raiders game, if they allow us to go, my man Hefe has some great seats. He's going to be selling these tickets. So if you ever if you're listening and you're interested in going to Vegas and going to a Raiders game, holla at me. I get you in contact with Hefe and y'all can talk business with him. These tickets are high demand seats, so it don't come cheap. Cause it's not you're not gonna get them if you come cheap. But if you want to plan a vacation of going to Vegas, going to a football game, holla at my man Hefe. As always, follow my Twitter page Mole underscore Up in Flames. Follow my Instagram moe under, Instagram mold underscore Up in Flames uh follow and share Maybe, uh
1: can, can, can i touch on the seats real quick though go ahead bro so uh just real quick it's section 142 row 31 i have all games available right now there are 100 level seats so y'all already knows lower bowl corner end zone overlooking the jumble screen and on the side of the torch um i have all seats available as of right now i am a psl owner meaning that i own the license for the seats and i own them for the contract of the 50 years that the raiders have signed up to be in las vegas uh, section 142, row 31, seats 5 and 6. You're damn near on the aisle. Hit up, Murph. Hit me up, whatever, um, and we'll try to get you to the game. As of right now, I have all games available, so hit me up, and we can get you. Remember, we got New Orleans this year, Monday night. We got four primetime games, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, um, uh, Chiefs, and uh, I think the Chargers on primetime. But other than that, we also play Denver. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. so whatever, whatever games you guys want to go to, make sure to hit him up. he he'll put you on contact with me. They're premium seats, and they're not cheap, like you said, but I will try my best to, 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 to get people in the games um, so long as the market sets a certain price. I usually like to stay underneath market value extent. Um, so just hit him up, and uh, thank you, guys.
0: Yep, yep. If that didn't sound convincing, it should now under the Jumbotron, seeing the whole field. So y'all definitely hit him up. I appreciate y'all for listening. Go ahead and like, share it, get it out there. You know, let me know how you feel. Let me know what you think. Let us know if you have anything to say about our predictions. And on that note, Murph out.